Are the 90s coming back or are they already back? Well, I feel like fashion wise with my 20 year old, they're 100% back. Yeah. <laughs> because they're wearing those high jeans and those short shirts. Yeah. If that's what you mean. Uh, I was thinking more. <laughs> you weren't thinking fashion. <laughs> uh, I think guys have always just had the same jeans forever. Um, well, that's I don't true. know why, why this is the thing stuck in my head. But remember recently when Taylor Swift's tour came out? And she like crashed Ticketmaster or something. Yeah. Is that what actually happened? Joe, you go to a lot of her shows, you know, right? A lot, a lot of her shows. Of her shows. <laughs> I, wish. I did get fan. a one though. <laughs> that was awesome. Is that uh, what happened though? Yeah, it was just like too much demand for the tickets and it crashed. It crashed their site. Yeah. yeah. So And then there's something with like bots buying up tickets and they weren't supposed oh, to be. Okay. Those darn bots. Darn bots. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know about the bot part, but that makes sense. I was thinking about Dave Matthews. So for me, it was Dave Matthews band. Right. When I like started going to concerts as a teen and whatever, I was really into Dave Matthews. Yeah. I'm a drummer. So Carter mm -hmm. Beaufort's like my hero. Mm -hmm. Big, of course, big poster of him in my room. Yeah. There's lots of posters in your room, right? Yeah. As a young oh, teen. Yeah. Yeah. But the main wall, <laughs> the, the poster, it was more like a billboard, to mm -hmm. be honest. Like the, the poster covered the whole wall um of him anyway well why is that about the 90s though well because dave matthews concerts were like that oh okay that's yeah. where we were going Thanks. yeah yeah where it would like <laughs> crash the site almost oh, because dave matthews the epitome of the 90s okay yeah. i wasn't tracking there yeah yeah i okay. mean he's very 90s that band so is that the connection you're making is that he crashed and taylor crashed i just always think Sunday of does not like uh, this bada bing, bada boom. get it <laughs> It's not, it's not going great. <laughs> just shut up and just let you keep talking. Is that what needs to happen? It's not going well. Well, because with Dave Matthews tickets, it was keep the trying. whole, some, some listeners will know what I mean. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love, I look, love you would Dave Matthews. Or you'd be, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was online yet. You'd call. I feel mm. like you would call and you'd be put in a queue. Mm -hmm. And there's also probably 16 million other mm -hmm. people in the queue. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as it was like a countdown, and as soon as the ticket sale mm -hmm. would go live, you would start like clicking, hitting the, what was it? You'd hit a number on the phone or something? Yeah. I feel like eventually it was online and you'd click the button, but of course the internet didn't work and it'd be- Yeah, it was dial up. Yeah, yeah, things would <laughs> you be You had to like log on an hour beforehand yes. just to make sure you were ready. And you felt like I was the first person in the world that clicked. And yet I got mm -mm. tickets like no. way in the nosebleeds mm -hmm. or didn't or it would sell out. Yeah. It just I always remember Dave Matthews mm -hmm. concerts were mm -hmm. like that. They would sell out so fast, mm -hmm. which he's from the 90s. Okay. And it connects because Taylor Swift <laughs> is today oh, and her concerts yeah. were like selling out yeah, and crashing the site I just which, but, so you're you saying had, technology i think so that, I that epiphany that you had there was pretty mind-blowing <laughs> i give up <laughs> we actually do need cocktails for we our do. coaching and cocktails we do. We do. so my coaching shout out today is for you sunday what you didn't even though this. i just made fun of you the entire day. well you know that's what love does is okay. it just it's it gives grace and forgiveness to all of the <laughs> wrongdoings perpetrated against you <laughs> i i wanted to shout you out because i really got last year i really got into the show billions have you seen billions oh yes mm -hmm. but it was from a while yeah it's been out for a while it's been out for a while 
Yeah. I don't know. I you came I to it later. Yeah, came you came to it, came later. To it later. But it was one of those binging like, oh, I was so into it. I'm yeah. I'm actually kind of mm-hmm. mad there weren't more seasons. But for anyone who's watched, Wendy was Wendy. kind of the like in-house coach, therapist, oh, like man. people fixer. Yeah. But she was more than all those things. She was like a ninja. I mean, she just would in one word like <laughs> fix somebody, you know, or like motivate somebody or and she, of course, was part of the plot is like the CEO also relies on her a lot. But right. she's mm. um, so she's almost kind of like running the place. And so oh. there's these ten- these cool, interesting <laughs> tensions right. between her and the CEO. Anyway, yeah. is there um, tension between us? Is that what you're I'm try- yes, trying? Yes. It's to, like are my you trying way to confront me on something? Get, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I've always thought you're a bit like Wendy because mm. you can kind of you're a ninja in that way, like not like the t- normal or traditional coaches i think you have a way of anyway you remind anyway, me of wendy i'll take it that is so nice it's Thank it's you. a big compliment she's yeah. a, she's kind of she was a badass kind of, yeah she is but what i was thinking was um i've thought that for as long as i've known you as a coach and then one of our clients like one of the leaders at a company we work with yeah said it to me yeah <laughs> and he was talking to me and he's like i don't sh- um she's like wendy yeah <laughs> And he, he, he's, then he started nice. to try to explain yeah. like, oh, there's this show Billings. I was like, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking He's like, about. oh, we as a team, like we watch this show because their firm is kind of similar mm-hmm. to the firm in Billions. Anyway, I was cracking up and we ended up having. Because it wasn't just your thought. It was like someone <laughs> else's like, thought. Yes, yeah. she is Wendy. And then, so ever since now, I want to like market you as a Wendy, a Wendy for companies. I love it. I you would be happy be, to be marketed <laughs> that way. And then we got a call from a law firm, a big, like mm-hmm. a pretty big law firm. It was like, can we just have Wendy or can, <laughs> can we have Sunday? Like kind of like Wendy, where she's just there? on tap yeah, right. for any of like our situations, right. and we just send them into Sunday. Right. And I was like, "Yes, you can." <laughs> oh, I so that was cool. Thank you for the shout out. That's yeah. nice. And I've had a few clients who have actually said to me, "Oh, they had like a little boom moment with me," and they're like, "Yeah, you just reminded me of Wendy," and that's I was like, "So oh, great, that's so nice." And now you've got Ted Lasso. What's her name? Oh, that counts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's a different oh, version she... of that, but I feel like it's yeah. cool how shows are weaving that in. It's like. They are. People are starting to mm-hmm. see what um, these different people helping jobs look like. Yeah. Anyway, I, to, to give my real member shout out. Oh, oh, that wasn't real. <laughs> okay. That was just a Sunday yeah. shout out. <laughs> so we have several new coaches on the team. We do. We, we need to get them in here to be on the podcast. But um, one of them, Desmond, who we love, and he's our Canadian A, eh? mm-hmm. he was coaching somebody who um, they were one there. They work in the tech space. So you know, a lot of tech lingo around like MVPs, minimum viable product, like shipping something. Tech is all about like build something and get it out to the public and test it as fast as you can and learn from it and repeat. So they call that like shipping an MVP. His, the member he was working with was like, ah, there's this thing. I just need to ship it. I just need to build it and ship it. And I just keep not doing it. And I thought Desmond was a Wendy ninja because he finally said to this person in a session, he's like, all right, I want you to show up to our next session and it will be completed by then. Right, right. Like he kind of got yeah. um, ag- aggressive with them in that mm-hmm. way. Like, and and it, like will oh, be done. it will be done, <laughs> which is a very Wendy move, right? It is. And it worked. Mm. And Desmond said, this person came back the next time and was like, I did it. 
Yep. I've been procrastinating forever and mm -hmm. ever and I did it. And I just love how this coaching got me over the hump because I knew I had to report back to you. <laughs> I love that he was firm like that. It was And it worked for that particular client. Mm -hmm. And we, we, I mean, in similar cases, just knowing that they're going to meet with you the following week, not in all clients, mm -hmm. but a lot of them will, sh will do what they've said they were going to do only because they know Oh, it's I've, like they don't want to disappoint me, but it's actually not my life. It's theirs. Right. But, but it's also cool because yeah. it's like some people will tell us that. They're like, yeah. well, oh, I knew you were the big ask. reason I pay for this is because it, it puts me on the hook and I right. get it done. Even if it's last second before our session. Right. Mm -hmm. I still, at least I'm doing it. Yes. So shout I out to that, that person mm -hmm. as well as Desmond. Desmond is literally a ninja though. He really is a ninja. So maybe yeah. that's why. Uh, so we just stop there and let the audience wonder what we mean, like truly. All right. My personality topic today is about, well, I'm certified with personalysis. Okay. And a lot of so people So that's don't, the topic today? Personalysis. Yes, it's about my certification. Okay. Got it. Um, that's the one. So that's the one I use the most with in coaching. Yeah. But it's, it's less known. It's why we don't talk right. about it as much as like Myers-Briggs right. or Enneagram or DISC or something because it's a proprietary one. So I like it for coaching because it goes really in depth, but it's harder to like just know and talk about. Yeah. Anyway, the point is it's it's got the four colors similar to disc. So a lot yeah. of people are familiar with the red, yellow, green, blue. Mm -hmm. um, this is one that I find fascinating. It comes up a lot in coaching. So blue, just follow me along and then I'll explain it. The blue color gives space. The yellow shares space, the red takes space, and the green reserves space. So Ooh. what the heck does that mean? Well, it I comes could up think a about it for a yeah. while. <laughs> it, it's similar to what you shared on the last podcast around introvert or extrovert, how like introverts are mysterious, so people are attracted to that. Yeah. Whereas extroverts give too much away. Yeah. So basically the blue and the yellow, they kind of like give space to other people, meaning the, not, the they, blue and the or the blue and the green. Um, the blue and the yellow. So the blue and the yellow tend to, like, and the colors don't matter. You can just okay. feel which okay, I'll group feel. you're in. I'll feel. The, <laughs> the giving space is like more the extrovert thing, right? I'm, hmm. I'm sharing my thoughts and feelings with you. I'm asking you about yours. I'm inviting you in. I'm like interacting with mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. and I'm giving more of myself or more like space to you. Okay. Whereas the red and green. They're trying more to protect themselves uh -huh. and to kind of like keep their space reserved. Mm -hmm. And so it's more like they need more time alone, maybe is the way you'd think about it. Like they're trying to, you're taking up too much of my energy, yeah. like stay away. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Or like you that. and I in the grocery store, we'll talk to a stranger, we're giving yeah. space to them. And a red or green personality would not do that because they're trying to protect their energy or their mm -hmm. space. Mm hmm. So it's interesting because it kind of plays into boundaries and relationships a lot. Like if you tend to give space, then you probably need to work more on having boundaries to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not protecting yourself enough. You give too much away. Yeah. If you tend to reserve space, you actually need to create rhythms to give more to others because you're probably um, you're, you're not giving enough to those in your life closest yeah. to you. And, and so it becomes this coaching like, this fun kind of interesting conversation of figuring out what do you need more or less of? What do mm -hmm. you need to focus on? And then of course for leaders, it's huge because you need to 
know how to manage this in your leadership style. I like the way this one's kind of framed around space. So that's a little bit not outer space, but you know, it's just space. Uh, yes. It's very nice. <laughs> but actually the first thing I thought of was about the green uh -huh. reserve space. I think my husband said green, maybe. It felt like it. And mm -hmm. I feel like he reserved space because I take it all up. Yeah. I, I was actually feeling that like, yeah, yeah. oh, shoot. Like, I feel like he has to keep some sort of reserve because he also reserves a lot of space for me. Yeah. Badly. So, oh, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what I mean is lovely, but uh -huh. bad for him because he needs to reserve that space for him sometimes. Oh, it just got me got going. Yeah, there's that. a so, million space, ways space, you space. see it. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we talk about it a lot with kids lately and... So Ashley is more of a green, yes, reserve space. And people have multiple of these, by the way. But her her biggest thing is like like when Lucy was a baby and always clinging to her. And at the end yeah. of the day, she'd almost always say like, ah, everyone's been touching me all day. Like, get away. <laughs> and she actually needed physical space. Yeah, right, right. Whereas some friends who were more um, yellow, like to share space, they would like after a long day of being you know, cling to all day, actually like invite the kid to mm -hmm. like sleep in their bed with them. Right. And you're like, no. <laughs> to Ashley, that's like, no, what? get away. Yeah. And it's those kind of things. Yeah. Or it can be even with leaders and teams, you know, the, the teams that are frustrated that they don't know what's in their leader's head. It's because mm -hmm. they're very much trying to, it's like, everyone is always needing me. They, mm -hmm. they are trying to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they don't share enough with the team. Right. They need rhythms to share versus like, and unfortunately, it's how it plays out is a lot of the leaders people love. It's because they're always like giving, giving, mm -hmm. giving to mm -hmm. the people and it doesn't run dry. Yeah. There, there's like a million ways this one plays out. Yeah. I just think to me, it's one of those personality traits. It's very, it's not talked about as much. It's not as well known. Mm -mm. And so I agree. I, I'm very into this one. Yeah. So when it comes to defining roles on a team, uh, I think it's actually not at all about defining roles. I think it's actually about calendar and how we use the calendar. And so I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute, but it's a, it's a bit of a mindset shift. I think the whole like role discussion usually isn't, um, about roles because it's a, it's very hard to define roles. Clearly mm -hmm. things change too much. All everybody does a little of everything. Like it's very hard, except for certain job functions. It's hard to define a very specific role. Mm -hmm. I'd say there's exceptions for like, you know, attorneys, CPAs, even like your role as a coach. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a clearly defined thing. Maybe someone doing like content stuff, like a social media manager. Okay, clear defined role. But for a lot of roles out there, it's it's hard to define it. Mm -hmm. I think also the role discussion what happens is you, if you finally get something to find, it kind of like goes on a piece of paper and into a folder to die. It's like, you don't do anything with that. You just feel good that you defined it and yeah. then it never gets woven into the day to day. Well, that, that makes me think about how many times people will look at a job description, right? Mm -hmm. And think, what? First of all, they're like, what is this? Thing? Yeah, because <laughs> they all say the same thing. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and I think that you're right, that a lot of times, really, the true structure of your role happens when you are in it. And if you have a good manager kind of just shaping and forming, oh, this is what it should be for you. Yeah. It's like this vague write-up that confuses people. Yeah, totally. So like the whole conversation around role definition, I don't think it's really about roles. I think it's actually more about identity. Okay. And what I mean is that people want 
just inherently like people want to know their purpose yeah. and their value on a team. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I bring to the table? Why do I matter? And because jobs are becoming more and more ambiguous, mm-hmm. I think it makes people crave their role definition oh, more and more. Oh, for sure. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times have you heard, especially when I led teams in the corporate environment, they're like, I just want to know, like, what's uh-huh. my role? Can we right. define my role? I want to know my <laughs> career path. What's the next role? Where does my role lead to? That's another role. And it's like, no one's roles, getting roles, what they roles. need. I know. No one is. And I think yeah. it's because they're craving some clarity and yeah. foundation to stand on. Mm-hmm. And so really what people want to know is not their role. That's just like the, that's the thing they know to ask for. I think what they want to know is what should I be doing and why does it matter? Yeah. Like, how do I define myself? What are, why does it matter? What do I bring to the table? And what are the actual things I should be working on? The tangible things a lot of times even too. And some people, do you notice that some people need more of the tangible than others? Yes. Okay. So that's a thing too. Yeah. That's a thing too. And so I, I think like, maybe one of the things you can do as a manager is first just engage in a discussion with people about their role. Yeah. I think it's that easy. It doesn't have to be a big formal process or a document. Just engage in a one-on-one and say, Hey, want to talk about like your role. What do you want to be part of your role and not? Mm-hmm. And let's mm-hmm. like, let's try to get some clarity on it. Yeah. And then like the balance of what they want versus what's a business function is big. So um, obviously there's always got to be stuff in your role. That's not fun. Right. That's part of why it's called work. Mm-hmm. And I think there's always room to add stuff that people like and want more of. And so I think those two elements are kind of a way to engage in the role discussion versus just thinking, okay, it's this formal document. We got to get it figured out and then put it in a folder where it will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the curveball I want to throw in this roles discussion is because a lot of um, teams I've been coaching lately, they they have something about roles like, oh, I need to define the roles better on the team. Or maybe it's people on the team saying, yeah, like, can we more clearly define my role? Mm-hmm. And as often happens with good coaching, like that's where the conversation starts and it ends somewhere totally different. Mm. In these conversations, it's like three different distinct scenarios. The same thing has happened where what we land on is actually the calendar the way the team uses the calendar is the thing that solves the problem, not defining the roles more clearly. Mm -hmm. So I'll explain more what I mean here, but like that's just framing up. Like it's interesting. You start with, okay, we need to define roles and you end with calendar norms. (laughs) And so basically what happens is there, when people are feeling the tension of roles, it's usually not because they need to define roles. I do understand the need for roles, right? Like, Yes, I get it. I run a business. People need to have roles and that needs to be figured out. I got it. But when people feel the tension of needing clearer roles, usually the true problem lies in communication and workflow. Mm. Their communication has gaps and their workflow has gaps. It's undefined. It's undefined. And so everyone's not understanding what they should be doing when, or they're stepping on each other's Mm. toes. They're replicating, Mm -hmm. they're missing things. And so at the end of the day, what they go to is like, well, if we knew our roles better, then stuff wouldn't Mm -hmm. go wrong. Mm -hmm. And so what's happened in coaching is kind of naturally, not even like some intentional system I have. It's just like naturally the conversation arcs toward um, let's figure out some norms on the calendar as a team. And that'll fix these gaps that you're feeling. And then they do. And then I follow up with them. And sometimes I even observe them in a team meeting. And sure enough, 
gaps are fixed. Like, right. it really does work. And so you almost don't need the but whole But they're not connecting, thing. oh, that it's connected to roles. I wasn't even connecting yeah. it. You know, it was funny. Mm -hmm. It was like, it just naturally arced toward, hey, the problem here isn't about role definition. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a need. And yes, you need to, like, it's important to define people's roles and scopes. I get it. But when you're feeling this tension, usually it's just like workflow and communication mm -hmm. problems. So I, that's kind of where I'm headed with this topic is that um, there's a specific one of these three teams. The leader was frustrated that there was a lack of ownership. Very common topic these days. The team wasn't really like stepping up and taking ownership. And so he was um, always finding that stuff wasn't happening or wasn't done how it needed to be done or whatever. Flip side of the coin, he was also at fault because he would always step into the gap and like take the work on himself mm -hmm. and he wasn't delegating well. Uh -huh. And so um, I think this is part of how it all connected. No matter how much they had these role conversations, the problem wasn't getting fixed. And you can imagine why, because it's like, well, so-and-so doesn't know how to do the task. So even though they've been, it's been delegated to them, they still don't do it. Right. And he's frustrated. So he takes it over and he mm -hmm. does it, which mm -hmm. means they really don't step up and own the thing. And everyone's just like expecting the role conversation to fix it. And really it's more like a you know, habit tomorrow, problem. Let's talk about roles again. <laughs> That's actually what was happening. So they're like reiterating the you know same what, tomorrow, thing. Let's talk about roles at nine 30 instead of nine. Yeah. You know, I think that might be the way we fix this. Yes. Um, and it was like the same message over and over. Like the, I don't think the leader was trying to be passive aggressive, but they're like, Hey, uh, so, yeah. You know, part of your role is to like own this client management thing and, right. mm. and like hoping the message gets across this time. Right. Then, you know, a week later, client management still hasn't happened. And he's like, what the heck? I, I thought we talked about this mm -hmm. being part of your role. And so um, there's a million ways this plays out. But what we did when I was working with the team is, hey, let's actually pause for a sec. Forget about the role discussion. Let's create some new calendar rhythms where you guys can communicate more effectively and leader, you can delegate more effectively. Because mm -hmm. I think what happens for a lot of people, even super high up leaders, you're just too busy in the day to day to do those things well. And you might have even read all the books and heard the speakers and you know what you should do, but you don't because in the day to day, it's just firefighting and chaos and meetings and like it's hard and it takes work to communicate well and to delegate well. It mm -hmm. takes intention and steps. And so that's why I like to put it in a dedicated space and time. Hey, Friday meeting, this team calls it a huddle. In Friday huddle, mm -hmm. this is when you do all those delegation and communication steps that you know you should do. So that's kind of what we did. And um, with this specific scenario around the person doing client management, um, we staged some questions mm -hmm. that that the team members needed to come to the meeting prepared to answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that immediately. That fixes a lot of things. A lot of yeah. things. Now the people who were supposed to take ownership, but just didn't know what they were supposed to do. Now they know yeah. what they're supposed to do. The leader also has a lot of emotional burden removed because they're not worrying if the person's going to like drop the ball or not. Mm -hmm. They know, okay, at the Friday meeting, I'm going to get my updates. And then also in this time, and this is, what we worked on one-on-one -on -one with the leader is this is the dedicated time where you leader, you, you work on those delegation um, strategies and, and habits where you actually stop taking the work on yourself. Right. 
you pause, you ask them questions to help to help the team member figure out what needs to be done. And then they'll own it better because they created the plan. Mm -hmm. So it's like both. Are you also saying that these conversations help to find the role that this process sometimes? I mean, I think it just solves the problem that role definition the, is. Uh, right. It solves the problem. It's in and of itself this time together. Right. Like the reason role definition was being craved is because people didn't know what to do or things balls were being dropped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this kind of a rhythm mm -hmm. for these teams in particular kind of solved almost all of those pain mm -hmm. points. Well, I feel like it solves a lot of our pain points a lot. I mean, we do a, we do a Friday planning rhythm and it makes me know exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes, I know my title, Yeah, but my title doesn't define what I do on my calendar. Right. It's almost like I always think about this at home in a marriage relationship, like, man, if we had some more rhythms like this, I know it, so many things would be better. And yeah. it's just, it feels weird, I think, or it's not yeah. the norm to do yeah. it in your personal life. But there's things we know we should do, like asking yeah. each other, hey, is there anything you need from me? How are I you know. feeling lately like this or that? And in the busyness of life, we don't do it. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, like our counselor will always be like, hey, you just need this like standing you know, relationship, mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. meeting with each other, with each other, mm -hmm. where you ask the questions, you know, yeah. you should ask and you say the things that you need to say yep. that don't happen during the week. And it's like, it just sometimes that feels hard to do in yep. personal life. Mm -hmm. But, but that's all it is, is like in a business context, same thing. All of these habits we know we should do, but we never have time for it creates a place in time to make sure it happens and to kind of like <laughs> it almost clears the air and makes it less weird. And yeah, the other thing is it also creates an accountability structure. So for the teams I was coaching, it's like, this is when you need to report out about your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it also takes a burden off leaders to always be following up and worrying if people are dropping the ball. It's like, right. You get to check in. It's the accountability is on the meeting, not mm -hmm. on you to be the bad cop. Right. And, and I think the main thing that it did for this one team is that's also where we discuss and decide priorities. Mm -hmm. And this, I think answers your question of where it ties into roles so much. Yeah. People are asking, remember what I said is what they want with role def definition is two things to know their purpose and value and to know what the heck they should be working on right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you decide the priorities together, it clears that up every single week for people. What should I be working on is, is decided and discussed. So yes, there's still a need for like, okay, but what's my purpose on the team? But the, what should I be working on gets solved every week where versus you and I work with teams where years will go by where people on the team actually don't know what they should be working on. No, absolutely. I was thinking to myself, okay, we never get invited to teams. So like, Tracy and I were just invited to a team to help them push through a, a tough place that their team had gotten. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever hires us to help them identify their roles. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah. We help them identify what they should do. Yeah. They're stuck on what to do uh, and who should do it, especially when it's horizontal work. And that's interesting. Totally. It's just yeah, interesting. Yeah, which makes anyway. me think if you're listening... And this is a need, but you're not the point leader, the decision maker. Doesn't matter. Bring up, like, present this idea. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes people actually pass our podcast episode on to their team and right. say, hey, mm -hmm. I had, I listened to this. Let's talk about it. Right. Becomes like a little mini book club thing or 
bring up the idea because most leaders would be ecstatic that you brought it up. Like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Thank you. And if you can especially lead the charge in setting up the meeting Mm -hmm. and putting some definition to it. I guess that's, that's the main point I wanted to make. So to kind of summarize the whole discussion about roles, what, how do you structure roles on the team and each person wondering what is my role and my value? Mm -hmm. I think it's actually not about roles. It's about identity and priorities. And so people usually want to know a, their identity, what unique value do I bring to the team? Mm -hmm. What's my purpose here? And B, priorities. Like, what the heck should I be working on right now? Mm -hmm. And so leaders really just need to do these two things. I mean, you can listen to this and implement it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. One, have a discussion with people on your team about what they what they want their role to be and what you, you know, envision their role to be. Mm -hmm. And two, create a simple weekly team meeting that just clarifies what people should be working on. And it kind of like solves for a lot of the workflow and communication gaps and issues that happen during the week Mm -hmm. when you have that one time and place that we kind of get synced up and get on the same page. And that also can be when the leader focuses on delegating well, instead of kind of like a, you know, half-hearted wondering if things are going to get done. Yep. I I wanted to say if, if you're listening to this and you think, yes, we need some of this. Um, but you don't know where to start or it's hard. It it's like, I don't know, hard to do it on your own. When are you going to find the time? This is actually something that you can hire us to do. And we do these, we don't advertise them a lot, which is why I thought I'd share it. We have these like two hour or half day sessions Mm -hmm. where we just sit down with your team and we solve the thing and knock it out. And you Mm -hmm. walk away feeling Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it can be prioritization. It can be um, creating this team rhythm, this team meeting Mm -hmm. and designing what it looks like. It can be calendar renovation. I love this one. Sitting down with especially like a leader and an admin support to renovate the calendar Mm -hmm. and make it work. It can even be about like confidence building and getting people feeling more confident to step into and own what they're doing. All of these sessions are like, there's this weight and you just don't know how to fix it. And it happens every day. These problems creep up. And what happens is like in a short boom, you -hmm. walk away feeling clear, more Mm -hmm. confident, knowing Mm -hmm. what to do. Everyone like more on the same page. And now you have a plan. You have a plan of how to do this better. Mm -hmm. So I kind of love, you know, a lot of coaching or consulting stuff is over the long haul. Yeah. But these these sessions are fun because you just get it done. And, you know, just message us if you need something like that. We Mm -hmm. love, love, love to do these. Mm -hmm. 